Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 6, Episode 25 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How you doing tonight, Chris? And what's in your glass? Well, in my glass tonight, I'm uh, I'm drinking a beer from, oddly enough, Cigar City. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of being uh, kind of starting to be a trend here. So I figure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just about every show we do, it's time to break out another one of their bottles from their, okay. their you're, bottle. Club. You're trying to empty out your collection. I see. Well, so I I know I've said this before. Every time a new one comes up, I go, nah, it wasn't as good as the last one. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not gonna just re up. I re-upped. Um, what? So, I know. I You know what? They sent me a very promising email with a mm-hmm. brand new person running the whole show. They promised, you know, something other than just barrel-aged stouts. Okay. So, I got on board with it. Um, we utilized our, you know, part of this bottle club is not only do you get some one-off beers, um, they limit it to a thousand bottles for, for each beer that they brew and give out to the club. Uh, but you also, if you go to their brewery or go to their tap room or whatever you want to call it, you get 20% off of food, beer, merchandise, everything. Mm, nice. So Megan and I went there for dinner a couple weeks ago okay. and we got 20% off. It was kind of nice. There you go. It's a bonus. Yeah. So it kinda, if you do it enough, it'll pay for itself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so right now I'm drinking their, the Cigar City Bone Valley, which is a cognac and bourbon barrel aged sweet stout. And I said to you before we started recording, I uh, this might be a trouble, troublesome <laughs> one to finish because it is a little on the sweet side. Not not like angry chair sweet, like it gives you the diabetes, but oh. uh, it's definitely a little on the sweet side. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my job and take care of it today. Uh, but other than that, I'm doing great. Had uh, kind of a slow day, um, but it was very productive all at the same time. So it was. Uh, I used my time efficiently today. Let's just say that my yeah. uh, my dollar to hour ratio was very high. Today. <laughs> 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 but uh, what about you, Denny? What? Uh, how are you doing today? And what's in your glass? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we are. It's just the weirdest year. I think 2020 is, is probably going to be marked down as my worst year ever. But you know, we're trying to still, it's only halfway through, and I'm trying to stay positive that this, this something's going to happen good with 2020. So maybe this is good. It's raining still in June in Idaho. Uh, I think we're going to probably have close to the wettest June recorded in the state. Uh, we're supposed to, I mean, it started raining at, well, it started raining last night, or and then pretty much from 6 a.m. today, it's been raining, and it's supposed to rain all the way until 6 a.m. tomorrow, with hmm. a little storm action coming in. Uh, I, I mean, it's almost July. It's the 29th today. I mean, we're just a couple of days away from July 1st, and it's still raining and snowing in the mountains. It's crazy. This is crazy times. But the good news is, is that it will continue to add to our water table and our reservoirs and such. So we should have plenty of water for the rest of summer if it does get hot. 
Well, that's good because I sure like it wet. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, there uh, you yeah. go. All right, but on a, on a on a better note, though, I am drinking a fantastic beer, and I'll tell you what. This beer, uh, what what mo- might make it even better than if I were to buy it myself is that I it was gifted to me. Uh, in fact, a six pack of beers from Colorado was gifted to me last night by our friend Tom Byrne here locally in the Boise area, and uh, he just got back from Colorado to visit his brother uh, and newborn baby to you know a little little mini vacation there, and and was drinking at some of the local breweries, and I. I happened to make a comment on Untapped because, you know, I'm not on there as much as I usually am, but I still go on there and, and like to see what, what all my friends are drinking. And he was drinking some beers from uh, Creature Comforts Brewing and some other beers, and I was making comments like, wow, these sound fantastic. I'd love to try them. And he went ahead and picked up a six-pack, like, a you know, hand-picked some beers, six of them, to bring back to me from Colorado. So I've already... I'm on my third one. I'm already halfway. Just last night he brought them, and I'm already halfway through them. But the one he brought that I'm drinking right now on the show live is from Weldworks Brewing. And this is called their Juicy Bits, and it's a hazy IPA. And this one's brewed with Citra, Mosaic, and El Dorado hops. And um, I'm going to tell you what. This beer is incredible. Uh, I-, I told Chris before we started recording that, you know, I'm, I've kind of get, you know, believe it or not, I'm starting to get burnt out on hazy IPAs. And I've been looking for a hazy that brings something different than what all the other hazies bring. And guess what? I found one tonight in this beer, this Juicy Bits. It has incredible, tropical, fruity, juicy notes in it. The aroma is to die for. I mean... Oh, I, I put my nose up to it right now and sniff it, and it is just, it smells so much like like a tropical fruit punch in, in a glass. And you go ahead and drink it, and it's the same thing, right? It's got all these different tropical fruits coming out in the flavor. Uh, not, no hot burn at all. That's a positive, right? We don't want to see hot burn, but just some great flavors and super smooth and very clean. And just a little bit different from the hazies that everyone else is producing. So I just want to say thank you, Tom, uh, for, you know, providing me these great beers. So far, I've really enjoyed all three beers that uh, I've opened up. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying the next three. Uh, probably not on the show. I'll probably wait till after the show. I don't want to uh, drink, go through them too quickly while we're recording. But, uh, but yeah, fantastic beer. So if you guys can go out there and get some Weldworks and get their juicy bits, Hazy IPA. I think it's a hazy that you guys will really enjoy out there. Have, you had, have you had any Weldworks, Chris? I'm pretty sure I've had Weldworks. I don't think that I've had Juicy Bits, though. Yeah. Something tells me I've had it. Or something tells me I've had uh, Weldworks. Yeah. Probably through Tavor or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that, that's where I've had it. I, I bought a couple Weldworks through uh, Tavor uh, probably a year ago now, if I, you know, if I had to put a timestamp on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, that uh, Tom was able to bring in uh, some of this, and I and it's you know, really good, really good, really good beer. And they've been around since 2015, so they're fairly, you know, five years, five years in the brewing. Yeah, I, one day I'm going to go to Denver area, and I'm going to go visit these brewers, but not until COVID's over. I mean, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm in hibernation until this thing's over. 
Screw COVID. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm over it. <clears throat> well, you're not over it because Florida is like, like the talk of the town when it comes to COVID. <laughs> Florida man has struck again. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll talk about that a little later. I, I didn't put yeah. the articles in the in here because we have them on our Facebook page, and man, it's, it really you know the stuff going on over there really sucks. But hopefully, people will get you know get things going and. And, uh, and, you know, and, and fix some of the problems and not blame, you know, the breweries for causing the COVID crisis. That, that would be a good thing. Get, get the breweries off the hook. It just doesn't make any sense, Denny. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. It's a crazy time. All right. Well, hey, Chris, let's get this show started. But before we do that, I always want to let all of our new listeners out there know what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, the listener, along in your craft beer journey and adventures. And you're listening to episode 155. We're recording on Monday, June 29th, 2020. And in this episode, we are going to discuss a few craft beer articles. Yep, I'm not going to go. I went pretty deep into some yeast uh, educational stuff last couple of episodes. I want to go a little bit lighter. Talk about some news articles that are pretty pertinent to, uh, you know, to the times. And, of course, mm-hmm. you can count on Chris and I having some great conversation along the way. All right, so, Chris. Let's get this conversation started because it's now time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. So there were a lot of check-ins between yesterday and (laughs) now. Um, So there were a lot, and it's always funny, this gap that we see uh, when we we read these check-ins because it goes from a day ago, Mm -hmm. so 24 hours plus ago, to... Come on, seven hours ago. Hmm. So, let's see, seven hours ago. What time is it? It's uh, 8.51 my time. So, seven hours ago, Tara Carlson was hanging out in the pool drinking some beer, it looks like. At least oh. that's what the picture would uh, would show. And she is drinking a Hazy 2, as in T-O-O, by <laughs> Molly's Brewery. Uh, and she says, nice, but perhaps too high octane for a pool beer. I call BS. Um, <laughs> she says too high octane for a pool beer. Uh, she tagged Andell in the post and she said, I will split it with Mr. Bendy. I would imagine that's the uh, pool float that she's uh, <laughs> cuddled up with there. And she gave it four caps for that beer. Uh, and I believe she's drinking out of a B cup. Oh, yep, nice. It looks like it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, like B-cup, it. it's time that year for B cups. By the way, speaking of B cups, now I know they're not sponsoring our her podcast any longer but uh i recently broke two of mine oh what how'd you break them okay so at in the pool um somehow or another one of them got left in the pool for a few days <laughs> well I'm, that's unbelievable i don't know how it would end up in the pool <clears throat> so it ended up in the pool um we had some family over with some kids and the kids we're drinking out of the B cups so they wouldn't break a glass or anything by the smart, pool. Smart, smart. So they, uh, one got, they were dumping water on each other and it got left in the bottom of the pool. Uh, by the time we realized it and we got it out, it was a little on the brittle side just because okay. of all the chlorine. So there's a crack in the middle. So that was fine. No big deal. 
one one cup sacrifice to the beer gods. And Megan said, you know what? We really need to get some more because they're great for around the pool. Um, you know, they're great for a lot of things, especially outside kind of beer activities. So I took one with me to Oklahoma uh-huh. on my camping trip. Yeah. And I had to shove it in my suitcase. So on the way there, completely fine. On the way home, I was shoving dirty laundry back in my bag and I broke a second one. Wow, that's some heavy laundry. So I went (laughs) online, went to Amazon. Now, if you guys ever wanted to get a set of B cups and you were just like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's cheaper to buy them on Amazon than it is, well, if you're here locally in the Tampa area, you can go to the store and buy them. Um, But buying them from their website directly. So they're about 20 bucks if you go. If you go to any beer store here locally in the Tampa area that carries them, mm-hmm. they're 20 bucks for a set of four. If you go on Amazon right now, their main design cup for an IPA, their IPA cups for a set of four was 14 bucks. Wow. If you wanted to go even cheaper, they had a set of four lager glasses for $12. Oh my gosh. We're talking $3 a cup here. Yeah. You know what the cool part was with the ones that I broke though? I recycled them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like they're what? recyclable. Yeah, you I recycle threw them in your recycle bin and yeah, because they're recyclable, just like a beer bottle or uh, a can. Okay, pretty awesome. So now that we've uh, gone off on our tangent, there, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we we can get back to our check-ins. Uh, when our next check-in, I haven't seen this name in a while. Kyle Lilly, yeah, is drinking a Cloud Harvest O2 by Rheingeist Brewery, and he's drinking that by the pool as well. But Kyle is not drinking it out of a B cup. He's drinking it out of an what looks like an Ohio State Buckeyes insulated tumbler, which I've poured a growl or I've poured a uh, a bomber into one of those and walked around the neighborhood with it. Kind of a great idea. Uh, but he's drinking that uh, from Rheingeist Brewery. Gave it four cap rating. No notes on it though. But um, Rheingeist is a good place in my yeah, book. Yeah. Um, next on the list, Kevin Argauer. I don't know if I should read this, Denny. Uh-oh. Is it bad? For you. Okay, let's hear it. I'm ready. He's, he's drinking a white by Allagash Brewing oh, Company. Oh, wait, did, he, <laughs> did he rate it good or bad? Crisp and refreshing mm. four and a half caps. Oh, oh, I'm so envious. Mm-hmm. 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 How's your juicy bits now? It's still good, though. <laughs> At least I have this to help me, uh, you know, help keep me uh, happy. So, yeah, one, right. one day I'll get that beer. One day. So I, I still need to go out and look for it. But again, my my beer choices locally kind of suck. Um, once once Joel with Fermented Reality gets his bottle shop up and running, which I still don't know where that place is going to be. I'd rather go to him. <laughs> but until now, my best choice right now is either to drive, and I know this doesn't sound very far to you, to drive 25 minutes into our old neighborhood of Seminole Heights. Oh, my gosh. And it's... go to their bottle shop. I know. I know. It, okay, when you, when you come it. to Boise, you'll realize that anywhere we go is 25 minutes. So you'll get used to it. Or you'll then, just hate Boise. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. It's probably a little different because you guys don't have a ton of traffic like we do. No. I'm sure you do have your fair amount of traffic, just like any city would. Yeah. But when I say, okay, here's an example. Uh, Our training facility is 8.1 miles away. Yeah. How long do you think it takes us to get there? Uh, It would take me uh, 
depending on how many lights I hit, 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. So on a very, very good day, we're talking 20 minutes. That's a good day. Okay. So you're at my, you're at my max at your good day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I'm talking about if I, if I kind of drive in the normal everyday rush hour times, that's a good day. 20 minutes, 18 to 20 minutes. Um, the other day, it took me uh, 42 minutes to get home. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's not good. But that was because there was a big RV laying on its side in the middle of the interstate. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, But still, it sucked. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was tough getting home. Yeah, we have our moments like that, too. Like when the interstate gets gets cut off because of that, like an accident or something, and then everyone's taking the side roads, then my commute will be, I mean, that, that 15 to 20 minutes is now 45 minutes to an yeah. hour for that same distance of eight miles. So I, I understand that's, that's the same everywhere. Yeah, it is. And it's, uh, it's kind of dumb, but you know, we'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm waiting to go see if I can still get some Allagash stuff here locally, because I think I said on the last episode, the Hayes, I, I'm pretty sure we are getting that stuff distributed here. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to take my dog over to the, uh, total wine and more and go check it out. Cause Cool part is they'll let you in there with your dog. <laughs> Especially a well-behaved one like yours. Yes. And you know what? I put our uh, our vest on it that mm-hmm. has our logo all over it just to go buy beer. Yeah. Yeah. Advertising. Do yep. it. All right. So the next one we're checking into, Jeff Seiler. He's drinking a Haze Against the Machine. Oh, I love it. That's such a cool uh, cool can, too. It's from Green Man Brewery the, right down there in... Um, Asheville, North Carolina, and the can, I really like this can because it's using the lettering off of one of the Rage Against the Machines mm-hmm. yeah. old albums, so that's a really cool uh, really cool can art. I like that. Uh, writes, really tasty IPA from Green Man, super tropical aroma and flavor. Glad to see Green Man stepping up their IPA game and gave it four caps on that beer. Nice. Um, next on the list, Mike Allen drinking a Scorpius Morcella 2020 by Toppling Goliath Brewing oh. Company. Hmm. What if we can get that one? Yeah. Because he writes really great double IPA, four and a half caps, drinking out of his B cups. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I'm seeing this to be a trend more and more today. Um, let's see. He drank another one. Mike did not, uh, called Cali Drago. By Wild Haven Beer, Wild Heaven Beer Company, which is, uh, I believe, Wild Heaven is in Atlanta as well. Uh, and he writes, "Not bad, but I'm not sure dragon fruit and hops are a good flavor combination." Oh, for three and a half caps. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. it has to be a nice and ripe dragon fruit for it to be good because yeah. you get it and it's it's like the rind from a watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. I just, de- I decided that, um, I don't want any papaya in any beer I drink because it just is a bitter nightmare. A bitter nightmare. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're getting the wrong papaya. I, I, well, the, the brewery that put it in there was using it the wrong way then. Cause it was like a crazy bitter bomb. Yeah. yeah. So, so my neighbors next door, they have papayas growing in their, trees mm. those are those are the good ones and you can use the seeds in place of pepper if you grind them up oh and papaya is also a natural meat tenderizer the more really? you know wow yep. there's an enzyme in the papaya that helps tenderize meat <clears throat> okay well maybe i need to find a papaya and tenderize our meat 
Yeah. Just keep it away from your juicy bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. The next one, uh, continuing his check-in streak on Untapped the Craft, uh, Chad Lamasa is drinking a Hazy John, J-A-W-N, Extra Pale Ale by Neshamini Creek Brewing Company. Wow. Now, I feel bad because I'm imagining that's a brewery based out of Maryland, and I can't pronounce yeah. one of the rivers. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Croydon, Pennsylvania. I'm clear. Oh, Sweet. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> he writes, uh, the awesome can art told me to drink it, so I did. And I'm glad I did. This is a great hazy IPA. Four and a half caps for this uh, nice. hazy John Extra Pale Ale. So he's continuing his streak. There's a check-in from me. I'm not going to read that one. My check-ins don't count. Uh, Jeff Seiler is again drinking a chocolate macaroon 10W40 by High Wire Brewing. Mm. Sticking pretty local there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> absolutely delicious chocolate and coconut. Excuse me. So damn tasty. Need more. Mm. Uh, four caps on that beer. And let's see. Denny. Oh. Denny's checking in for your tactical maneuver. Yeah, I drink that before the show. Yep, uh, so Denny, you checked in uh, and writes Tactical Maneuver by Cerebral Brewing, and he writes Light Cracker Malt Character up front with a nice variety of flavors in the finish, like light, floral, and citrus hop characters. Yeah. Super clean, tasty, and a very well-made beer. Thanks, Tom, for cap rating for that one. Yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed that one a lot. That's a fooder hellas. Yeah, yeah, 16 <laughs> ounces of it. 16 ounces mm-hmm. of glory. 16 ounces of, 16 <laughs> ounces of tactical maneuvers. Tactical maneuvers, man. Fooder. Yeah. <laughs> hell is. Uh, yeah. Hell is, yeah. All right. Chad Lamasa is drinking a Dreamland American Lager by Rogue Ales. And a lot of people still checking in at the Untapped at Home location, yep, too. I am, too. So I'm you, Chad. Um, and that's normally the first one that shows up on mine as well. Um, but, you know, just because it's the first one there doesn't mean I'm checking in with it. Anyway, <laughs> he writes, uh, this is a good beer and proceeds go towards building skate parks to give kids a safe place to skate. Four and a quarter caps for that Dreamland Dreamland American Lager from Rogue Ales. Uh, let's see. Ooh, I haven't heard from a beer checked in from these guys in a while. Art Warcheck is drinking a Utah by the Brew Kettle. Um, and the Brew Kettle... Uh, was one of the breweries in Ohio that made one of my favorite beers. Now, at this point, I don't know if it would still be one of my favorite beers because it was very sweet. It was called oh. Kitka. It was a chocolate coconut stout. It was a little on the sweet side. Sounds uh, good though. But you know what? I'd st- I'd still it's it's literally one of my top beers. If I'm looking at the kind of the side uh, tiles where I'm reading through all these check-ins, it's it's the top Kitka ch- coconut chocolate. Stout from the brew kettle. Oddly enough, though, number two on that list is Grapefruit Sculpin. Oh, come on, man. Wow. Well, look. Oh, man. <clears throat> it was good. It was good like six years ago, but come on. it's <laughs> Okay, so you want to know my, la- my last check-in? Yeah. My last check-in to Grapefruit Sculpin, Sculpin, July 31st, 2017. Yeah. I mean, three years ago, I might say, yeah, it's still, yeah, you might be, but Come on, I think that was, uh, yeah, Sculpin is, once I started adding all those different characters to it, it just kind mm-hmm. of 
didn't didn't work. Yeah. Although the grapefruit one, I I did like. I did like the grapefruit. So I'll, I'll give you that. So it's uh, it's funny looking back at the check-ins. I checked into this thing six times. That's probably why it was showing up as you know, hey, this is a one of my top beers. Um, five of the six check-ins were all five cap ratings. Wow, you must have been feeling really good. You know what? The last one, the last one I did in 2017, I gave it a four cap rating. Okay, yeah. But wrote always a great standby beer. Yeah. yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to kind of edit that and make sure say when it's fresh. When it's yeah, <laughs> yeah when it's fresh. Because yeah, good luck finding it now. I think it's going to be a. It's not hard to find. Is it not hard to find? I, I thought How, that they were uh, they're struggling and they're. I mean, is is Ballast Point almost like? defunct it maybe okay. uh, i don't believe that they hold the same clout that yeah. they did before um because it was funny i was reading a couple of my check-ins and my buddy said hey you, uh, this is the second person i've seen today check into this beer is it really worth the 14.99 for a six pack <laughs> no it's not <laughs> then it was and it was no, one of those things that I, it, it, back then it was oh. 2016 ish it was one of those things that i'd go yeah this is a really good beer i'm gonna splurge on it let's go ahead and get it today absolutely freaking not <laughs> It it was so that was the same time frame. I, I would go and get one can of the Ballast Point whatever mm -hmm. IPA. But I wouldn't buy a six pack because of that same that reason you just said it was not to me it was not worth paying sixteen, seventeen dollars a six pack when I could get a as good or or better beer for half the price. I yeah. was going for two for one, right? I can get two for mm -hmm. for the price of one. Same thing with Rogue Ales, right? Rogue was going through that phase yeah. where they were charging a premium for their six packs. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay your price when I can get something just as good for half the price. That, I mean, I guess if, if they got people on the hook that have to have the beer, then it works. But you know what? For both those breweries... It didn't work because they're both struggling now and, no. and Rogue has lowered their price back down to normal prices because they need to make themselves relevant to, you know, yeah. to everyday beer drinkers. Yeah. And it kind of stinks because, I mean, you know, back in the day, those were the big ones. They were, you know, uh, what, Rogue, Ballast Point, Lagunitas, yeah. Stone, um, oddly enough, all from California, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Oh, no, Rogue, Rogue's up well, in Oregon. Oregon, yeah. 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 Newport. Um, but still, all those, they were they were kind of big in the industry, and now they've kind of just gone by the wayside. Anywho, <laughs> back to our check-ins, because we only got a couple more. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Skinny Matt Knight is oh, drinking yeah. a plates. Wait, what? Plates Pale. <laughs> well... And it's P apostrophe A L E, so plates per ale, uh, by Rohrbach Brewing Company, and he writes solid pale ale. If only I had a garbage plate to go with it. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, look it up if you don't know what it is. Um, he gave it three and a, three and three quarter caps for this beer. I would imagine it's a pale ale with a name like per ale. You think it's? Um, you think it's? Is it per ale or is it palapi? It's P apostrophe. A L E. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, garbage plate does sound really good. You know what a garbage plate is, Denny? Well, I'm thinking it's probably. I don't know. I don't know what a garbage plate is, but I'm thinking if I were to create my own garbage plate, it'd be like 
uh, a bunch of rand, like stuff, like a bunch of stuff in there, like, I don't know, fish and meats, different meats and potatoes and different vegetables and like everything on one platter that you can, anyone who went ahead and, and, and looked at it would find something they would enjoy in that plate. But what is a garbage plate? You're, you're not too far off, right? So anytime I've had it, it's been something very similar. Like there's been like leftover pasta salad mm-hmm. or baked beans and like, um, you can even put like, I've even had burgers and hot dogs okay. with like onions and mustard in it. Um, if you go in and you search Google, like what's a garbage plate, there's a traditional garbage plate, um, at a restaurant in New York. And it says it usually consists of two sides, usually home fries and macaroni salad uh, <laughs> with options of baked beans or French fries and a protein, either two burgers or two hot dogs. Okay. Okay. So it's basically going to a cookout, chopping everything up and putting it on a plate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? What it is, it's a great way to carb up while you're drinking beer. You know, you get some protein in there and a lot of carbs just to hold you over so that alcohol won't uh, totally destroy you. Maybe. I think that's what I'm having for dinner tomorrow. All right. Garbage plate it up. Thanks, Matt, for the garbage plate it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Matt had his... um, his plates or plot plot it dude i can't really pronounce that it could be pl- it's spelled plates plates pale uh, <laughs> and uh again solid pale three and a quarter caps um second to last my buddy scott cooper coop uh is drinking a guinness draft oh by guinness at mary margaret's old irish tavern and he gives it gives it, he gives it uh, he gives it a five cap rating. Whoa. Um, that's you wow. know what? Mary, I'll go with it. Yeah, Mary Margaret's must serve it really good. Well, topless. Yeah, <laughs> I I would hope. <laughs> Mary like Mac's seeing, mother's it, making Mary Mac marry me. Yeah, it sounds like. Um, I mean, it sounds like a nun's name too. That'd be even better. Mary Margaret. Uh, yeah, Mary top, Margaret. A topless, and a a topless, topless nun. Service and a drop. <laughs> Mary Margaret's Old Irish Tavern. Uh, so five caps on that one for Mr. Scott Cooper. And last but not least, you're the last one, Denny. What? Oh, my one I just checked in, my Juicy Bits? Yeah. What, wait, refresh bits. it. Let's... Refresh it again. We got to have I, I literally just refreshed it. Oh, my it. gosh. There's no one else besides me. We're not ending on me. We are. We're ending. Okay. We'll end on Coop then. There you go. Okay, Coop. Way to go. Good job, Mary Margaret, man. I can't see. Like, I need to go check that She's check-in. Hot. She's hot. Yeah. All right. Well, Mary, wow. Mary Margaret, St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. I need to go take a cold shower now after that uh, new and noteworthy. But uh, <laughs> we haven't even done new and oh, noteworthy. Oh wait, we're yet, new so and noteworthy. Let's let's talk get about your shower our, ready. Yeah, let's talk about our new and noteworthy <laughs> beers. You know what? You just got done chatting. I'm gonna let you refresh yourself with a beer. And Thank I'm you for go. not saying. <laughs> I appreciate you not saying, hey, you better lubricate your mouth. <laughs> I was trying to be a little bit, you know, less, uh, you know, after going off the whole nun thing, I better, you know, bring it back down to PG. But you know, it's funny. You, every time I hear that, when when I listen to our episode, I'm always giggling like a seven-year-old <laughs> little kid. <laughs> every time you say, well, now that you've done talking, go lubricate your yeah, mouth lubricate. and I'll tell you about my new and noteworthy <laughs> beers. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, lubricate up because uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to chat a little bit about my beers, and you can I'm lubed. You can Ready? jump in if you'd like. Uh, I, I have a few. I, I 
I've been drinking a few new beers, but I'm going to only focus on four uh, that, that I'll talk about this week. And maybe next week I'll add some of the other ones that were higher rating if I don't have more. But, you know, going off the fact that Tom Byrne gave me some great beers that I will have to talk about these beers on the next episode. So most likely I'll just forget about those four cap ratings that I haven't talked about yet tonight. But let's go ahead and jump into Jim Dandy Bruin. Yep, it was my birthday weekend, the weekend before last. And uh, my daughter came down. I I, uh, I sent her some money and I said, hey, before you come down, you better bring me down some Jim Dandy <laughs> beer because if you don't, you're going back. And she did Get not. Daddy some beer. Yeah, she did not fail. She did load me up with some beer. Now, of those beers, there was only two that I hadn't had before. Well, one that I for sure hadn't had, and another one that I had a different, you know, version of. So, but I still, you know, it was it was an untapped uh, untapped check in. So I went ahead and counted that as a new beer. But the first one I'm going to talk about is the Wiley Imperial Stout, and uh, this one is in memory, you know, in in the celebration of of uh, of their brand new baby Wiley that was born. And uh, I told Haley, I said, hey, you don't come down here without bringing me a crowler of that milk, that imperial milk stout, because I have to celebrate, uh, you know, with that. So I actually celebrated my birthday and the birth of their baby at the same time by drinking this beer. And like I, I mentioned, it is an imperial milk stout. And what I wrote about it is, is why not celebrate, why not a celebratory beer to celebrate 51 years? Roasty with some chocolate flavor, super smooth and thick, not too sweet, so I hardly noticed it's a milk stout. Never would I have guessed this is 10% ABV. Well done. Cheers to Baby Wiley and the Go family. And I gave this beer a four and a half cap rating. You know what? I could have given it a five. You know what? I should have given it a five, but I don't know. I, I just, uh, I gave it a four and a half. Uh, I did enjoy it. It was a very, very well done beer, and uh, I'm glad I was able to uh, drink drink some of it and celebrate the birth of their baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second Jim Dandy beer that I'm going to check into uh, is Jim Dandy Drinks IPA. This is their 2020 version. Now every year they've released a, a you know a version for that year, and a 2020 version is a solid IPA with a big melon fruit flavor along with a citrus fruitiness and bitterness. And that's what's different about this one is that man, the melon, the the hop, the hops they used in this Jimmy Drinks version of their of their IPA had some serious melon, you know, honeydew uh, melonist uh, like flavor in there. And man, I really dug it, and it really was uh, a, a very nice combination of having that melony fruit flavor up front, and then finishing off with some citrus. Uh, character in the in the end with the bitterness, like a you know just you know smooth smooth melanin melon sweet fruit flavor up front, finishing with a bitter citrus finish. Fantastic beer, four cap rating for that one. And then the next beer uh, from Mother Earth Brewing. Now I've been holding on to this Mother Earth beer, brewing beer for uh, a couple months. I just been waiting for the right time to drink it, and I came home. From work, uh, you know, Thursday, last Thursday, and I said, you know what? Sarah wasn't home. She was, uh, actually, she was next door t- chatting with a neighbor. You know, she was, uh, having her social distancing. They were in the backyard. They're six feet away chatting. 
And, uh, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and I had a rough day at work, tired. And I want to, I want to celebrate my coming home with a nice beer. So I popped open this Four Seasons Mother Earth, uh, spring 2020 beer. It's a barley wine. It's actually a bourbon barrel aged barley wine with pecan flavor. And what I wrote about this one is big pecan flavor up front in aroma and flavor with hints of the bourbon barrel and oak character, finishing it up with some booziness throughout. I like the beer, but the, now here's the caveat. I like this beer, but the $10 price tag might have been pushing it. I needed something strong and this works. So it was a 16 ounce can for $10 and I'm used to paying about $12 for a 22 ounce bottle. They're starting to release these beers in the 16 ounce can cans thinking that they'd keep the price around, you know, $8 for a 16 ounce can. This beer was $10. Honestly, it was a good beer, but I marked it four cap rating strictly because the price point wasn't there. <clears throat> I, I lowered it. I, yeah. I lowered it because $10 was too much for this beer. You can't. No, I can. No, I, can. I mean, you can't, you absolutely can, but <laughs> rating the beer based on what the, what the store charges you for no, it. It So this store, so the co-op, I bought the co-op, the co-op okay. has the cheapest prices in anywhere in town. So I, it's not the store charging the up, the uptick on it. This is definitely the price that the either distributor or the brewery wants to be charged for this beer. I, I don't even know what to say to you right I, now. Well, hey. $10 for 16 ounces is too much for this beer. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That costs it a cap, at least a half cap to a cap it rating. Cost, <laughs> it a cap. It did. It did. That's how I'm rating beers nowadays. If Based if, on their price? If they charge too much, if, if the price point is too high, it, it it's not worth it to me. I'm going to so go it's ahead still and not the it's still not the brewery. It's the distributor. No, it's the brewery. Brewery and distributor, both. Come on. I don't know. I just don't want to pay ridiculous <laughs> prices. Now, if if the beer would have totally blown my socks off, then I would have given it a five-cap rating regardless of the price. But it didn't blow my socks off. It was a good beer, but it wasn't good enough to overcome the price point. I, I didn't feel like I got my money's worth at $10 a 16-ounce can. Okay. So You're entitled to your opinion. And keep in mind... I just told you I was getting 22-ounce bottles before this for $12 a bottle. Every other mother – well, they started doing the 16-ounce cans in the last probably three versions. You know, every, every season they do a new one. So the last three seasons they've done 16-ounce cans. Before that, all their uh, seasonal one, the seasonal uh, beers were in 22-ounce bottles. And like I said, they're selling them for 12 bucks a bottle. I'm getting 22 ounces for 12 bucks, or I get – 16 ounces for 10. It's not, it doesn't equal out, right? It's not an ounce for ounce uh, thing. And I get to keep the cool bottle for my shelf behind me where the can, I'm not going to keep this ugly ass can. It's just not the same. Quality. Now you're giving, now you're giving them grief about their yeah, can art. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, it's all in the presentation. You used to love Mother Earth. Now you're just talking smack no, about them. I still love Mother Earth. I just, <laughs> if they're going to go cheaper <laughs> with the cans, and not pay the extra money for the screen art. And again, they had silkscreen bottles. 
They 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 went yep. they went the they way did. of stone early on, right? When stone's <gasps> bottles, how dare all, you? They were all silk screened, nice bottles, and I and they're collectibles. Then stone got cheap and went to the plastic vinyl stickers on top of their bottles, and and it just took away from the 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 quality feel because they went cheap on the packaging. Same thing. Mother Earth had quality packaging for these high end beers. And now they stuff it down into cans, and the can art is crap, and they're charging more for it. So I just don't, you know, I, <laughs> hey, I'm going to dock the brewery for, you know, screwing me on the price. Uh, I think you should give them a call. Tell them how you really feel. I will. I need to go down <laughs> to the brewery once once things clear up. But, hey, that was my mother. Uh, <laughs> one last beer, and that is uh, one of the beers I had last night. So Tom Byrne. Drove to my house last night, just coming in from Colorado, hand-delivered some you know, nice cold beer to my door. We chatted for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, again, social distancing out in the front yard. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to, you know, take any chances that, that uh, you know, that not that I have anything, but, you know, just being safe. Um, and we chatted. And then as soon as he left, I took that uh, this beer right here. It's from True Brewing out of Colorado, the Cold Keller beer. That's what the name of this beer is. It's a it's a, a Zickle Zickle beer, uh, Keller beer, lager. Uh, man, fantastic beer. Um, let me just see what I said about this real quick, because I'm I'm being better about actually looking at what I wrote about them because you know my memory sucks sometimes, but. Um, this is my first true beer, hand-delivered from Colorado by Tom Byrne. Nice lager with a big cereal malt base and light lemony hop finish. Very tasty. Thank you, Tom. Four cap rating. I, I, I kind of spelled out the whole beer in, in the description, right? It does have that cereal base malt character that is uh, very uh, lighter malt character, but but has a distinctive flavor. Finishing off with a very light lemony hop character. So they threw in some of the American, you know, some American hops or some New Zealand hops or whatever. I don't know what hops they put in there, but it finished off with a, with a very light lemony, uh, hint in the finish that just made this beer fantastic. Super easy drinking, really clean. Uh, any, you can judge a brewery based on how well they can brew a lager and how clean that lager can, can turn out. And this beer, Fantastic. I really enjoyed it. So uh, that was my last new and noteworthy beer. Did I carry on enough to give you a well-lubricated mouth, Chris? You ready to chat? You ready to, <laughs> you ready to uh, put that lubrication to work? I can't. I <laughs> you can't. can't? You can't talk? Come on, man. Get together. All right. I'm lubed up and ready. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so new and noteworthy beers for me. Um, these are going to be a couple that I was gifted. Okay. And one is a collab with one of my favorite Ohio breweries. Oh. So we're going to start off with one of the beers I was gifted by Buck Buchanan, uh, Prairie Artisan Ales Rainbow Sherbert. Okay. Uh, and it was... I didn't really dig too much into what the flavors were in the actual uh, beer, but uh, this was one of the beers I, I was fortunate enough to go out to Oklahoma, visit with some some friends and some family, do some camping. And while I was there, I said, well, I got to go get in touch with Buck and at least go say hi. So um, 
this beer from Prairie. Prairie's based out of Oklahoma, but I've never seen this beer here locally. Um, and it's a summer forward sour ale with raspberry, pineapple, and orange. And I was extremely impressed. I, I opened this can. Megan pulled it out of the refrigerator yesterday. She was like, oh, I'll drink this by the pool. And I was like, oh, let, give me a taste of it. You know, if you're going to drink it, let me try it. That way, you know, I can at least say I tried it. And she and I opened it for her. I said, hey, let me open it for you because I don't want you to ruin your nice nails and everything. Um, <laughs> Such a I lovely drank husband. about half the can. Yeah, wow. I drank about half the can before I gave it to her because it was really, really good. Um, I ended up giving this one a four and a half cap rating for a fruited sour ale. Yeah, and I hope this one makes its way over to Tampa because I'd like to have some more of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> just just to let you know, um, this uh, this beer has come. I think this beer has come to the Boise area, and I passed on mm-hmm. it. But but why did I pass on it? Why? Too much? It was too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> It was ten dollars. <laughs> I know. Am I an asshole or what? But I just didn't want to pay ten dollars for a sour. I just thought it's a fruited sour. Why is it ten dollars? Six pack. It was in a single. I was buying. It was singles. It was a ten dollar can. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No. It was ten dollar can. And that's First why off. I pa- passed on it. First off, a $10, 12-ounce can, yep, way too expensive. But secondly, Buck, if you pay $10 for this damn can no. that I chugged like a freaking <laughs> bottle of water. <sighs> no, no, no. It's not going to be that expensive in Oklahoma because he's getting it like from the source, right? It's like- no, 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 no. No, no, no. So I've, I've, I've had this issue with Cigar City before. Okay, uh-huh. so I've gone to Cigar City standing in the brewery and just for an example, um, grabbed a... 24 ounce bomber or whatever ounces they are and i've paid 15 16 17 dollars for a bomber Mm -hmm. right next door to the brewery there's a shopping plaza and in that shopping plaza there is a total wine and more (laughs) wouldn't you know it i could buy that same beer in total wine and more that i paid 15 bucks for i could pay 12 dollars for it in the total wine and more right next door to the brewery yeah, because that's last year's bottle. No, 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 no. <laughs> same, same dates and everything. Really? Yeah, I agree with you. It probably was, <laughs> but no, I double checked. It was the same brew dates as the stuff that was in the brewery. I was like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. okay. But I mean, I guess you know, if you're selling, you know, if you're selling one pallet worth of beer in your brewery, then yeah, you got to make sure you make your money's worth on it. But if you're selling a hundred pallets to a distributor, they're probably going to get it for a cheaper price. And then it's Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess if you buy it at the source, you might pay a little bit more, but here I'll tell you how it is in Boise. If you buy the beer at the source, there's a discount in it. I mean, you go buy beer at Payette Brewing, you're going to get that beer for a a minimum of a dollar cheaper than you're getting at the store. And that's exactly how, how, how I would imagine it should be. Yeah. You don't have to. Anywho, let's move on to the move next on. one. Yeah, what's the next one? Because <clears throat> my next one um, is a collaboration between Cycle Brewing, which is here in Tampa, actually in St. Pete, mm-hmm. uh, St. Petersburg, and Jackie O's oh, yeah. in, Jackie in Ohio. Uh, it was a beer called Strike, and I had this out at dinner the other day. Um, we have a great local restaurant called Stein and Vine, which 
the guy who owns Stein and Vine, I don't know the whole backstory anyway <clears throat> of it all, but my brother-in-law who used to be a beer, uh, work for a beer distributor here locally, um, showed us this place before we moved here. And now I live like three minutes down the street from it. And it's, it's a little pricey, but man, it is such a good place to eat. Mm. Um, but anyway, this, uh, this strike with Jackie O's and cycle brewing, it's a bourbon barrel aged stock ale or old ale. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was just a collaboration. It was super simple. Um, a little boozy, but chocolatey. And there was definitely some nice barrel characteristics that went along with it. And surprisingly enough, Megan liked it. Oh. And Megan doesn't really like barrel aged stuff. Now she put it up to her nose and sniffed it and went, yeah. yep, barrel aged. And I went, just give it, just try it. It's really good. Super smooth. Uh, just really good. Um, you know, of course, you know, you get your six ounce pour for seven dollars or whatever. So. <laughs> um, but worth it. I was I was really excited about that one. Once I started drinking it, I, I gave it a five cap rating. It oh, was nice. uh, just super smooth. Um, it was a little on the sweet side, so it could have been really good. Like after dinner is kind of like a little after dinner beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I was really happy with it and glad I got to try it because we don't see Jackie O's here. Uh, so it was nice to see their name on a beer because I really like them. Me too. <laughs> and Me too. the last one we're going to talk about is going to be from a brewery that I did not know existed called Cabin Boys Brewery. And I would imagine Cabin Boys Brewery is based out of Oklahoma City. This is another beer that uh, that Buck gifted me when I went to go see him. And Cabin Boys, I'm sorry, Cabin Boys is based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. But this was um, their, where'd the name go? Bearded Theologian. And this one is a kind of a heavier beer. It's a Belgian quad. Oh, wow. And I don't know if it was just the fact of the uh, the environment that I was in, standing by the lake. Um enjoying a camping trip with some some good friends but i gave this beer a four cap rating and it disappeared really <laughs> really fast now it's only an 8.4 percent beer but uh it was really nice it had you know just those like those uh stone fruits like raisins mm -hmm, yeah. or and some caramel flavors in there um, and there was also some kind of like spicy flavors, not like spicy heat, but like spice, like cinnamon or mm. nutmeg and stuff like that in it too. Um, I mean, it was, it was really good. And I, <laughs> with the cans that all that, that Buck sent with me, I told all the guys that I was with, I said, you know, I have to go be an Insta ho and take pictures for my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I still haven't posted those yet. Along with the other beers that I drank that he sent, I still haven't checked into them yet. Mm. I suck. But um, come on, man! I know, I know. You know, you know me. I'm, I'm definitely want to just be sitting on my butt all the time, uh, <laughs> drinking beer and just waiting to check into things. Uh, but the bearded theologian from Cabin Boys Brewery, I gave that one a four cap rating. I really enjoyed that one. Well, good. So, those are my new and noteworthy beers. Nice, nice. So overall, your uh, boys' camping trip was a success. You guys have a mm -hmm. nice relaxing trip and and everything went smooth um so funny thing 
the so we get there so we were with um my buddy manny these the guys that we were with were either his cousins or his brother or you know like somebody told me they were like why are you going to Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what that's what everyone I say when I when I tell them they went to Oklahoma. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um. So friends and family live there. So you know we wanted to go see them. It was nice because Manny Manny hasn't seen his brother in like five years or something like oh, that. Okay. Okay. So I was like, okay, we'll go do a boys trip anyway. So we go out there and we and we get there kind of late at night, about eleven o'clock. And we start loading up the camper and we we sleep at uh, Manny's cousin's house. And then we wake up and we realize, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of dreary outside, cloudy, overcast. And he says to us, you know, we haven't had rain for like three weeks. <laughs> and you guys show up and, now and we're, we're expecting rain. rain. Oh my God. So Friday and like the first half of the day, it rained and it rained pretty good when we were traveling to the campground, which is about two hours away. Um, so it rained pretty good. And then Saturday, we got a reprieve. We got a great day. We had the chance to go swimming in the lake nearby. And it was still weird to be swimming in a lake to me because I can't do that here without yeah. dying. Yeah. Um, Alligator. <laughs> alligators. Um, oddly enough, it was still kind of in the back of my mind going, where's the gators? Mm-hmm. Something, Something's not right. Um, but then Sunday, like when we packed up to leave, uh, it rained a little bit Sunday morning too. But uh, Okay. But we had a great time. Good. Um, there was just a lot of fun, a lot of just, I drank most of the beer. Everybody else was, um, they had some other things that they were enjoying. Drinking water? <laughs> no, they, there were some other, uh, other, other substances that okay. they were enjoying. I gotcha. I understand. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, it turned out to be a fantastic weekend. We, I, you know, I posted a, a fun video that I, that I put together on our, on my Facebook page, uh, took the drone with me. So we got to fly over the lake and all that fun stuff. It was great. And I, not only did I get to, and it sucks cause I got to talk to Buck for like 10, 15 minutes <laughs> and it was like, well, thank you very much for the beers. Um, we gotta go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, it, well, it, you snap. You snap the picture. I got a picture. Uh, yeah, and, and it looks like to the picture that Buck is a little bit shorter than you. Denny, most people are shorter than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or was it just a camera angle you're at? It was just me. No, no. Shorter. It was. <laughs> he's he's a little shorter than I am. Okay. Yeah, that's the Oklahoma hike. Yeah. Well, then what's that give me? Because Oklahoma or Maryland people are. Behemoth Just tall, yeah, yeah, it could be. Is in the is the water, yeah, it's in the water. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time. You had some a chance to to recoup from all the craziness going on, and that's good. That, that's a that's that's fun. Oh, one other thing that I did. Buck was very Buck was gracious enough to send us home with um, not only a ton of great beer uh, from all over Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Um, but he also sent me home with some Core 4 stickers, so some Core 4 Brewing stickers, Core 4 Brewing koozies, oh, wow. and Core 4 Brewing um, pins. Nice. And I've already taken one of those stickers, and I've put it on my guitar case. There you and go. It, and it covered an old brewery. Oh. No. <laughs> it covered Terrapin Brewing. Oh, wow. Terrapin. Yeah. 
Terrapin can suck it. Okay. All right. Taking the place. Terrapin. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, great. Great. Well, you know what? Again, we're low on feedback. In fact, we don't have any feedback. So we'll go. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll plug it for anyone who wants to go ahead and leave us some feedback. You can do that easily. You can contact the show with your comments or questions through email at taptocraft at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us or add us at taptocraft. And of course, Chris will want to see your interactions on Facebook at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And don't forget, we do have a voicemail number. You can call us at 208-536-3359 or if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. And leave your feedback, questions uh, on the voicemail and get your voice heard on the show. And if you do that, I will send you some Tap to Craft special limited edition stickers for your guitar case. So you can, over <laughs> so you can put it over some other brewery that uh, you no longer enjoy. So do that. I still have a Terrapin hat, though, that I wear every time we go out on the water or go to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Once you go on the water, if it gets lost, you're not too concerned about it, right? No, and it actually, <laughs> uh, we were on a boat a couple of years ago. It flew into the Gulf of Mexico, and we turned to, and turned around and went and picked it up. And so it's it's been beaten and mm, it's you know it's, it's been ridden hard and put away wet. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, and I also want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They do provide our hosting space at openforumradio.com, and we invite you to go out and check out the other shows on the network. It's time for the Brew Buzz. Devoted, or the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics, and this week we're going to take it easy on you guys. We're just going to discuss a few craft beer articles, and we're going to be starting with an article that was provided, again, by our listener, Eric Gronley. Now, uh, he provided this article, but I had actually read this article last year, and I was going to put it in the show. I had it in the show notes at one point, and we just ran out of time, and it got, you know, we, we kind of, uh, you know, missed it a couple times, and I removed it from the show. But Eric brought it back because he was very curious about this beer style and he saw this article, and he wanted to talk about it a little bit. So I thought, you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about this beer style. So this article is called How One Beer Births an American Crop of Italian-Style Pilsners. And this article was found on craftbeer.com, which is the American Craft Beers Association. And it's uh, written by Kate Bernot. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about this, uh, this, this beer style and find out you know how it came about, what it, what the style notes are like, and uh, and and you know what? I guarantee that our listeners have probably tried one of these without even knowing that it was actually a new style. So I'll start it off. Given American craft beer's long and loving relationship with hops, as well as its renewed enthusiasm for lagers, a style that layers a aromatic hops atop a clean, smooth lager should be the hottest style of 2019. Now, again, this article is written in 2019, so it's, you know, a little bit dated, not too dated, but, you know, at least a half year old. But Italian-style Pilsner hasn't supplanted IPA for tapless dominance yet. 
It has made quite an impression on American brewers, though, and they can't wait to share their versions of this imported style. Craft brewed Italian pilsners in America can trace their family tree back to a single beer, the Birifico Italiano's Tripo Pils, or Tipo Pils. I keep, I keep putting a, an R in there, but it's Tipo Pils. Uh, brewed in uh, Limito Camas, Cam, Camasco. I don't know. I'm, I'm killing these uh, names. It's a small Italian town southeast of, southwest of Lake Como. Uh, Tipo Pills may be the most influential beer Americans have never heard of. It was the inspiration of Firestone Walker's Revered Pivo Pills, which debuted in 2012. And since then, it's remained something of a well-kept secret among brewers. After tasting Pivo and Tipo Pills at festivals like the Invitational and Beerifico Italiano's Pills and Love, American craft brewers couldn't wait to return stateside and brew their own versions. So, uh, I have had Pivo Pills. I mean, I, I buy six packs of it. I enjoy that beer. Uh, and again, I, this Pivo Pills is a tr kind of pays tribute to the original Tipo Pills that was brewed by this uh, Italian brewer. So, uh, yeah. So, if you've had Firestone Walker's Pivo, then you've already had one of these. But don't worry. There's more breweries that have been putting out this style, too. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and carry on with some characteristics of what the Italian-style Pilsner is all about? Yeah, so what makes an Italian Pilsner an Italian Pilsner if it's brewed in America? <laughs> uh, the simple answer is that Italian Pilsners are German-style Pilsners that have been dry-hopped with European hops for maximum aroma. Mm. Italian pilsners are dry, squeaky clean, and should, quote, punch you in the face with noble hops. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some other lager styles, Italian-style pilsners are less about malt and all about the hops. Mm. Using German-grown noble hops like Tettnanger, Spalt, Hallertau, Middelfra, and other German varieties like Polaris and Tumsons, and sometimes Zotz hops from the Czech Republic, American brewers recreate a German-style Pilsner, but with amplified American levels of hop aroma. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't that? And this is, so anyone who's gone back and listened to early shows of Tap to Craft, and anyone who's come forward with us from my time with, uh, <laughs> damn, the forty cast. I I'm I must I I gotta slow down on the beer because I'm I'm losing my mind. Nope. But yeah, but Don't back <laughs> back when I was on the forty cast and early early on the uh, Tapticraft, everyone knows that I didn't really like my least liked style was probably the Pilsner. And in the last five years, four to five years, I have grown to really appreciate the the Pilsner style. And why have I appreciated the Pilsner style? Because I started drinking some of these Pilsners that weren't all traditional German Pilsners that had big noble hop, you know, bitterness to them. With, and they started putting in hops that gave it more of a hoppy aroma and flavor that, that was really like pleasant and not like I'm drinking graphite, you know, or earthy tones, <laughs> right? 
And that's when I started appreciating the Pilsner. Is when they started adding these hops that gave it some really great aroma and, and flavor to it. And I think that's I think the introduction of this Italian Pilsner style is what like really like got me into Pilsners. So once I started drinking Pilsners, then I I started to appreciate all the Pilsners, right? Because then I started thinking, you know what? I've kind of been judging these Pilsners based on some of the the ones I had that I did not enjoy that that had some harsh flavors in it that that yeah they might be traditional to that style that people like but not my style and then I started even enjoying those you know those styles that that were a little bit more earthy uh and and tree barky or whatever you want to you know that's what I've heard before so so yeah I I think the introduction of of the Italian pilsner definitely helped me really appreciate the pilsner and now I pretty much will drink a Pilsner. Anytime I see a Pilsner, I'll just grab it, right? If I used to go to a brewery and see that they have a Pilsner, nobody's doing Pilsners. You know, now they're starting to do more Pilsners, but nobody w- were doing Pilsners. And I want to see how that brewery does it. And I, and I find that I'm really, for the most part, pleasantly pleased. All right. So that's my little soapbox I'll get off right now. I'm getting a bottle of Rusty Nail. Yes. All right. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Right on. I need to get a bottle now so we can uh, drink it together. I, ha- I have an old bottle from 2019. I don't have a new bottle from 2020. So. Well, we'll we'll see when it comes in, and then okay. just go get yourself a bottle. We'll see if this actually happens. Okay. All right. I'll do that. All right. So now let's talk about the hop choice uh, that that's used. And, of course, the hop choice is crucial for brewing Italian-style Pilsners. So what's the secret to its appeal? The hop choice is crucial. Brewing a Pilsner with citrusy hops like Mandar- Mandarina Bavaria or fruity American hops like Citra won't recreate the slightly spicy, minty, verdant hop nose so crucial to Italian Pilsners. And it's that supercharged, dry hopped aroma that defines the style that made Tipo Pils such a revolutionary beer. Given American drinkers' obsession with hop aroma, a hopped-up Pilsner hasn't been hard to sell. So choosing the right hop is crucial to getting that aroma and character that that is going to appeal to us American hop heads. All right, Chris, have have the brewers been uh, smitten with this uh, this style? I don't know. You think brewers are smitten with hoppy Italian-style Pilsners? I think so. All right, maybe Italian Pilsners haven't become regular on draft lists yet, but drinkers are certainly ready for them. A recent batch of a collaboration Italian Pilsner from the Wanakee, Wisconsin-based Untitled Art Brewing and Minneapolis's Fair State Brewing Cooperative sold out almost as quickly as it hit shelves. Mm. It's a good gateway beer because IPA is king right now and craft lager is still steadily growing. It's a good in-between to bring IPA drinkers to the table. It's bitter. It's got a kick. It's got lots of aroma, said Untitled Arts head brewer Ben Knutson. Knutson? (laughs) (laughs) Ben Knutson. Even for the lager drinker, to get them into a more hoppy beer, it's the same thing. I think it's a cool bridge beer for people who prefer different styles. Plus, Knutson... That's how I'm pronouncing yeah, it. Sounds Screw good. it if it's wrong. 
Knudsen adds, the fact that so many brewers are smitten with the style should tip drinkers off to how good it is. Italian-style pills is a challenge to brew and great to drink. The brewer has it in their face all day, so if they want to drink it, then it's probably worth checking out. While tip-op, tip, tip hip hop Tipo bills. Tipo pills. While tipo pills can be elusive in the States, plenty of American breweries are trying their hand at the style. Versions from Wayfinder, Heater Allen, Modern Times, Oxbow, and Fair State slash Untitled Art, or other American-born Italian-style pilsners have come from Orange County, California-based Green Cheek, Madison, Wisconsin's Working Draft Beer Company, and a Brooklyn-born collaboration between Threes Brewing and King County Brewers Collective. Yeah, so there's a lot of different uh, breweries that are focused on this uh, on this style. So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun. I think it's a fun style to uh, get into, and and I think we can get a lot of those people that only want to drink IPAs into drinking lagers if they can have some of that hop, that hoppy character that they enjoy in a lager. That's how I got back into the Pilsners was when I was getting those really hoppy up, you know, hopped up Pilsners. I really enjoyed those. So yeah, Italian Pilsners, go out and look for them, try them. And you know what? You might enjoy it. All right. That's our first article. Thank you, Eric, for, uh, for reminding me about that one and, and forcing my hand, you know, to kind of, uh, to revisit it. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a little bit late, but it's never too late because this, you know, this style is still out there and I'm hoping it's growing even more now than it was, uh, six months ago. All right. The next article, uh, is from a new school beer website. It's by the, the editor and owner of that site, uh, Samurai Artist. It's called Deschutes Brewery Releases Black Butte 32 and Black Butte Cubed. Everyone knows how much, I mean, everyone knows that listens to the show for any length of time, knows that I'm a huge fan of the Deschutes Black Butte Anniversary Porter. I buy it every year, multiple bottles, drink one fresh, save one for a year or two and drink it and then compare of, of how it's changed. I love it. They, they've always come in 22 ounce bottles from day one. They've been 22 ounce bottles. Well, guess what? That has changed now. So let's go ahead and see what has changed. All right. So the shoots releases Spanish coffee inspired rendition of their Imperial Black Porter or Black Butte Porter, which will be available in 12 ounce bottles for the first time. Holy smokes. The Shoots Brewery will celebrate the 32nd anniversary this Saturday, June 27th. Again, this was last week's article. With the release of Black Butte 32. Each year, the scaled-up barrel-aged version of the Shoots Classic Black Butte Porter is brewed with different special ingredients and techniques. Following up with uh, the 32, the Shoots will release another barrel-aged alternative called Black Butte Cubed. Also known as Black Butte Cubed. Well, it was Black Butte 3, but okay. Black Butte Cube. Uh, that you was just said that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I guess I, I already knew it was cube, but it was, it was a 3 at the end of it, so I assumed it was cubed. Uh, that was aged in Black Butte whiskey barrels from the Bend Distillery. So, wow. They, and they usually do 
uh, some variants uh, of of the beers, but the variants are usually very expensive. Like I haven't I haven't drank any of the variants from there because they're usually like twenty five to thirty dollars a a bottle, and I just don't want to pay that kind of price for a beer that's aged in a you know tequila barrel or a brandy barrel or a sherry barrel or whatever the you know barrel they decide yeah. to arrow in right i just don't want to pay that kind of price for something that in my opinion i'm probably going to be disappointed in because i like the original much better than the variants have you ever been disappointed by a black butte by the anniversary yep i will say i i can't i have been i have been disappointed i don't re, don't I don't recall which one I was disappointed in. There was one that just didn't live up to how good the rest of them have been. And it's because that each year this beer is brewed, like I said, differently, right? They're adding different ingredients. They're adding a bunch of dates and plums one year or prunes. Next year they're adding a lot of chocolate and some, uh, maybe some, some heat from some chilies in there. And then they're, you know, this year they're doing, uh, this coffee, right? They're going to add coffee to it. Well, Guess what? When you add coffee to this beer, I don't know if this beer is going to age very well because that coffee nope. is going to fall out, right? So now I'm thinking, you know, I'm if I'm going to buy a four pack of this because it's going to come in twelve ounce bottles, four packs. Now, typically the twenty two ounce bottle they sell is about fifteen dollars a bottle. Now they're going to sell it in four packs. So what is that going to mean? Now I'm going to get tw- I'm going to get, you know, basically like. Gosh, I can't do the math in my head. What right were now. you what were you paying for the bottle? Fifteen dollars for twenty two ounces. So then you'll pay twenty to twenty five dollars for the four pack. Yeah. And I will pay it because I'm gonna buy I buy this beer. I I am gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna drink one fresh right away to taste how it tastes fresh. I'll send maybe one to Chris if we know, so you can have a try of, of a beer. You won't do it. I know. I suck. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and then I'm gonna age a bottle or two. But this is this with the coffee is one that I'm hesitant on aging because I know the coffee is going to fall out. So maybe I'll drink two, send one off to Chris because hey, Chris, you deserve it, and then save one for a year to see how it ages. You know, maybe I'll do that. But yeah, I'm going to be paying twenty five to thirty dollars for that four pack. You already, I just heard my rant earlier on the show about how I don't want to pay a ton of money. The difference between (laughs) the difference though is I've been drinking this anniversary beer for so many years that i love this beer and I'll, it's worth it, the money to me to to uh to try the the latest one so i will i'll buy a four pack because i want to support the brewery and i love the black butte anniversary owl so i i do too yeah i i, I love the fact so i mean i can remember this is going to be 32 yeah 32 uh i remember getting 26 mm-hmm. 27 and just they're all they're always different in their own kind of unique way but oh, they're yeah. always still so damn good yeah it's yeah it, I'm, I'm gonna pay this is something that i'm gonna pay the money for and i'm hoping i'm not gonna be disappointed and i'm able now to share it with with friends you know four bottles yeah. it is hard i mean it's not hard to drink 22 ounces by myself because it's a it's a it's a good sipping beer that i can just pop one open and I can drink my whole, you know, drink that over the night and I'll feel good. But I, I feel much more at ease that I only need to drink 12 ounces at a time than 22. Cause again, these are all like 11 and a half percent 
12% beer. So a 12 ounce, 12% beer is a lot easier on my system than a 22 ounce beer. So mm-hmm. it's good. It's for the best. Yeah. I have to say, I'm really glad to see that, that uh, breweries are doing that. They're taking their bigger beers. They're either taking them out of the 22 or 24 ounce bombers and putting them into the 12 ounce bottles yeah. or we're doing a 16 ounce can of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'd really much rather see the can, but the can obviously is not going to make it onto your wall. That's true. So. I'm not saving the cans. I have a couple cans. I have, I have a few cans that I save, but for the most part, I don't know. I, I just, I like the bottles better. And that's, I don't, again, I'll have to see what the bottle looks like. If I'm going to, I mean, again, saving 12 ounce bottle is a lot smaller profile than a 22 ounce bottle. So that might work too. That just means you can hold that many more bottles yeah, on your wall. That's true. That's, that's true. half the size. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. Let's, let's, let's hear more from the press release. All right. So this year, our anniversary celebration will look a lot different, but we'll be celebrating our memorable journey and our fans all the same, said Gary Fish, founder of Deschutes Brewery. This year's spin on the brew was inspired by the flair of a Spanish coffee, specifically from Huber's, a popular Portland, Oregon bar famous for their version of this cocktail, infused with cold brew coffee and spiced with nutmeg and vanilla bean. Black Butte 32 was aged in was aged in 12-year-old Colombian rum barrels. It combines aromas of chocolate, roasty notes, and coffee. Oh, I want that right now. Yep. <laughs> and you better drink it fresh. <laughs> yeah, Because, I know. again, that coffee is going to fall out <laughs> in about six months. So, this annual tradition for the brewery is getting more than a new flavor profile this year. It will launch in 12-ounce bottles in four packs for the first time. By the way, I love that. Mm-hmm. Because this bottle that I finished, I am... <laughs> Uh, a term that i've been your high term that i've been yeah a term that i've been using pretty recently i'm pretty shwasted right now um (laughs) i like it i like it yeah uh so so uh, launching 12 ounce bottles in four packs for the first time this way he says you can enjoy one share one there you go and age a couple there you go see I still don't, you can't age coffee beers, man. (laughs) Get out of here. All right. Uh, Black Butte 32 is 13.4% ABV, sitting at about 50% IBUs and is currently shipping to distributor warehouses. It will be available for a limited time everywhere Deschutes is sold in 12-ounce, four-pack bottles and on draft. Yeah, yeah. I've I've told Sarah that every time she goes out to the co-op, she needs to go look for this four pack and pick it up for me. I don't care what the price is, just get it. <laughs> oh, was that going to affect your cap rating? Or nope. Is it nope. I, I've been, no. I'm going to ignore the price <laughs> on this beer. I'll give an honest uh, review. The, okay. the price means nothing with this beer. Okay. I know. I, I, yeah. Is my am I flawed? Of course I am. I'm, of course I'm flawed. Everyone's You're human. flawed. I'm human. <laughs> hey, but but hey, that's not all. The shoots isn't stopping there. Following shortly behind this launch is the release of the Black Butte Cubed in July. Typically only available in Oregon, this release will expand to the greater market for the first time. Black Butte Cubed is a highly exclusive beer that takes four to five years to create. Wow. Yeah. 
It begins with the anniversary Black Butte Imperial Porter base that's then aged in the first fill Black Butte whiskey cask, producing a unique and equally decadent beer. Launching July 8th, Black Butte Cubed is a 14.1% ABV, 35 IBUs, and will be available for a limited time in 500 milliliter bottles everywhere this juice is sold. Now, these 500 milliliter bottles, <laughs> 10 ounce bottles. 16 ounces. Uh, 16. Yeah, 16.9 16. Yeah, yeah, to 16.9 bottles. And these will be probably $20 bottles for 16 ounces. Hmm. They're, they're expensive. Oh, let me guess. You can buy one of those too? I I might. I might. <laughs> I, I, I might just because I'm I love whiskey. I love whiskey aged uh beers more than bourbon barrel aged beers. So yeah. it's 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 a style that I I really enjoy with a beer base that I really enjoy. And you know what? I'll just say it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> late, my late birthday gift. No, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that was the second article, Chris. One more short article. I'll let you take yep. take the reins and just reel this thing in and finish off the show. So go ahead and and do our last article. All right. So the CBA or the Craft Beer Alliance they sell uh, sells Kona Brewing's Hawaii operations. More tap rooms may be next. Uh, this is by this is on the uh, the new school beer website, written by Samurai Artist. Really? Samurai Artist. Yeah. I like it. His or her <laughs> name. Um, I'm gonna start calling myself that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, just quickly through this one. So it says, as Anheuser Busch awaits regulatory review of their purchase of Portland's Craft Brewer Alliance, which includes. Widmer Brothers, sorry, Denny, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Red Hook, Kona, etc. Uh, they are selling off Kona Brewing's Hawaii operations. CBA will retain control of Kona's U.S. production and sales, much of which is brewed at Widmer Brothers Brewing in Portland. When's the last time you had a burr, Denny? You know, I haven't had a burr in probably three or four years now. Three years, probably. Three years. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. You guys you used to you guys would drink that stuff by the case. I, I drank it so much when it was the beer, and now there's now, now there's better beers during wintertime that I drink mm. instead. <laughs> It'll be okay. I know. I <laughs> know. Uh, the divesting of Kona opens up speculation that its new buyer, PV Brewing Partners, may look to open more Kona brewing pubs or tap rooms in and out of Hawaii, similar to what was done with Harry Weinhardt's Henry, brand. Henry Weinhardt. That's what I said, right? You said Harry. Did I say Harry? Yeah. Henry, Henry <laughs> Weinhardt's brand. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh, PV Brewing Partners is a new firm formed by investment group Vant Edge Partners and former Anheuser-Busch president David Peacock. The PV Brewing Group will take ownership of Kona's two brew pubs and their new production facility. Vant Edge owns 260 quick-serve restaurants, including Dunkin', Taco Bell. Well, no, it used to be called Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts. Donuts. Yeah, now it's called Dunkin'. Getting rid of the donuts. Now it's just Dunkin'. Uh, Dunkin', Taco Bell, and Jamba. 
uh, AB and CBA retain control and sales of Kona Brewing outside of Hawaii, but a restaurant partnership in the U.S. with PV Brewing Partners could expand the brand with guaranteed draft outlets. Okay, this is getting <laughs> uh, very conglomerate. Um Mm-hmm. looking this could be similar to how the henry mm-hmm. weinhardt's beer brand was broken up and spun off into henry's tap rooms opened in multiple states though it has not worked out well yeah so interesting i mean so strange right that the the main brand i'm assuming that the hawaii kona brewing stuff is going to have to change names, right? They're not going to be able to keep Kona Brewing because now Anheuser Bush owns that and they're going to be selling the Kona Brewing name in the states with their beer being produced at Wimmer Brothers. So I'm curious to find out what you know they're in they're uh, expanding the brewing capabilities at Kona in Hawaii. Uh, with with new brewery and, and expansion and everything and more tap rooms, but I'm guessing the name's going to change from Kona Brewing to something else. And nah, then, no way. It, well, how can they have two Kona Brewings? You can't have Kona Brewing Hawaii and Kona Brewing, you know, AB InBev US, right? It's got to be different names. Maybe they do. Maybe they have Kona Brewing Island and Kona Brewing Stateside. Okay, maybe. I don't know. It it just seems bizarre, right? And why in the world did this, as they put it, uh, pop up? What do they call it? Pop up? Uh, uh, where did it go? Yeah, where did it go? It was pop up something. I thought it was so funny when they called themselves. Uh, oh, geez. It's only a two-paragraph thing. I know. How can I not it. find it? Oh, quick serve restaurants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so now they're going to make, Kona Brewing Hawaii, a quick serve brewery <laughs> experience with some taverns that are going to be mm-hmm. like mass marketed, you know, conglomerate. Like, uh, no, I don't know. It doesn't sound sound right. It's like Taco Bell. It's Kona Kona Brewing, uh, you know, drive through. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of look at this as it's going to be, you know, they're they're taking the name. That's what they're building everything off of is Kona. And they're just going to build off of that and expand it. I mean, it's it's already so huge anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I feel. I mean, they're just they're what's to say they're uh, they're selling off the brew, Kona Brewing's Hawaii operations. So, yeah, the Hawaii operations. So 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 I don't know anybody who you ever ask. Okay, my brother-in-law has told me this. He's been to Hawaii. He's been to Kona in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he said the beer at Kona in Hawaii always tastes different than the beer that we buy here yeah. uh, on the mainland. Yeah. So they're just selling off the Hawaii operations. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I, for one thing, I don't think AB InBev wants to have to handle that brewery operation on nope. an island, right? I, I, it, there's no, uh, there's a lot of loss there. So yeah. sell that off to some other company, but I don't. I just don't. How's the name thing going to work out, right? You can't have two Kona Brewings, Kona Island Brewing. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe they'll do Kona Island, but I think they they're going to end up separating. And one of the AB InBev is going to keep the Kona name because that's where the money is. And mm-hmm. I think the Kona Brewing in on the Hawaiian Islands is going to change it to something else 
and have like their, you know, their fast food brewing, you know, beer franchise, you know, be- beer on beer shacks, you know, instead of having ice, yeah. shaved ice, it's going to be cone, whatever brewing shack in uh, yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, they, they might turn it something more like uh, indigenous might yeah. be the, the better term for it. Yeah. Just something that's going to be more relatable, kind of more along. I mean, Hawaii's big in the tourists, right? So we want to kind of, and I'm not even sure where I'm going with this, but uh, mm. kind of lean more towards the tourists, get more in the tourists' line of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe they changed the name to Island Brewing or something, right? Or uh-huh. uh, you know, something that's that still uh, you know sits with the the Hawaiian island theme. But doesn't have the name Kona in it, and they'll just mm-hmm. have another, you know, brand that will be brewed all there locally, still making great beer, just under a different brand and being franchised out more. I'm guessing, yeah. even stateside, they said, you know, it might it might actually make it over to uh, the state. So yeah, interesting turn of events. I I mean, the whole this whole thing has been crazy. Uh, I, I'm. I'm just waiting for Widmere just to completely lose their name and just become Kona Brewing after this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, they're going to come up with like a generic. They'll be like the Acme of yeah, beer. Acme Brewing Company. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems it's crazy. But all right, Chris, that's the end of our articles. We just covered three quick articles. Uh, the show is going on a way longer than I thought it was. But you know what? We had some great conversation. I think we had some great conversation. Maybe we rambled on about some stuff, but it's okay. People like long shows every so often. Uh, we, we're going to give them a long show this week. But yep. before we close out the show for for this episode 155, let's go ahead and, and raise a glass. Some people like to raise a glass to. So, Chris, who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? All right. So I need to raise a glass to a couple people. First off, Buck Buchanan, buddy, uh, thank you to you. And uh, and Jill for the awesome beers that you guys sent sent with us on our camping trip. Man, I was I was just looking to just grab a couple of beers from you and and uh, get to try a couple. Uh, I think he sent me with I don't know ten, twelve different oh, beers. Oh wow, nice! Uh, it was wonderful. Um, and and you know I'm not like I don't pound beers one after another. <laughs> Um, I was, I was very well, um, what would be the word for it? I had enough beer for my trip. Let's okay. just say that. So, uh, guys, thank you very much to the, to the crew over at core Four brewing. Thank you guys so much for, for the beers, the koozies, the stickers, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you guys very much for all of that. And I got to give a shout out to a, two more breweries. Okay. Three Bulls Brewery and Tavern, Jim and Tracy Melody. They put out a post on Facebook yesterday, Saturday, Saturday, and said, hey, the first 15 people or something, the first 12 people to comment on our post, you get a free crowler from our friends over at Levin Brewery. (laughs) Wow. So here in Florida, yeah. So here in Florida, here's what's kind of going on with COVID right now. So all bars are closed. Okay. Right? You can't go be served at a bar. If you're a restaurant, you serve food, you can be served. Okay. Okay. So 
Three Bulls, Three Bulls Brewery and Tavern is a brewery, and they have a restaurant. Okay. So what they did is they dropped they dropped a little bit of money, pre-purchased a handful of crowlers at Leaven Brewing, and got, you know, kind of social media involved and said, hey, the next couple of people to uh, respond to this, you get a free crowler from our friends over at Leaven Brewing. So Jim and Tracy Melody at Three Bulls Brewing, thank you for buying me the crowler <laughs> of beer that was given to me by um, by KJ and Jillian Lynch over at Leaven Brewing. Thank you guys for purchasing that. KJ and Jillian, thank you guys very much for the awesome beer. And I ran into you guys on the way in or the way out of the brewery. You guys were coming in. Thank you for the cookie. Oh, along with my beer. Wow, nice. Yeah. So uh, just want to raise a glass to those guys. I know right now specifically in in our area that breweries are kind of, they're kind of stuck right now just mm-hmm. because they are under, you know, they can't serve beer uh, or they can't serve people at a bar. So guys, go out and support your local establishments go out there and get some to-go beers, and I, I don't want them to be hurting for that uh, that business. So that, that was pretty awesome, as far as three bulls pre-purchasing all those crowlers from Levin just to help some friends, and that I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, and I I kind of mentioned to the folks at Three Bulls, I was like, that's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. I kind of might want to do something <laughs> like that too. So. Uh, a big cheers to you guys, uh, Buck. First off, again, thank you to Buck and the folks over at Core 4 Brewing for getting all those beers over to us. Uh, the folks at Three Bulls and Levin Brewing, Levin Brewing here in the Tampa area, cheers to all of you guys, and uh, see you all very soon. Denny, who would you like to raise a glass to? Yeah, I got a couple listeners I want to raise a glass to. First, starting off with our... Uh, our listener from the Wisconsin area, Mr. William Slimmer, he uh, he hit us up with a you know with an email saying, "Hey, uh, I would like to uh, share some beer from the Wisconsin area uh, with you guys. If you want to, if if you're willing to uh, to let me send you some beer, send send me your address and I'll send that out to you." So Chris and I sent him our addresses, and I was thinking, okay, if it happens, it happens. That's great. Well, guess what? couple days later William writes back saying here's your tracking numbers each of you guys are getting a series of beers from a few different states uh and uh thank you you know and I'm like mm-hmm. wow that's awesome i mean for one thing i always am appreciative of any listener who feels like they uh you know would like to to go ahead and send us beer as a thank you I really appreciate that. I also am really appreciative of listeners who want to share the beer that's in their area that they really enjoy because they know that they have some good beer, but we're not able to get it in the areas that we live in, which is the case of where William lives. There's no Wisconsin beer that makes it to Boise. So, uh, you know, I've had, as far as Wisconsin, I've had uh, a, a couple beers from New Glarus. And uh, and that's it. And that's when people have brought them back into the area and shared them with me. You know, brought brought some some cans and bottles of stuff for me to drink. So I'm really looking forward to trying out the stuff that that William P 
picked for Chris and I, and uh, you know, and, and and getting a taste of some beers from areas that I'm not going to be able to taste from unless I go visit uh, those locations. So thank you, William. I really appreciate you uh, taking you know taking the time and the the money and resources to do this for Chris and I. So cheers to yeah. you. And uh, and again, I've already mentioned my buddy Tom Byrne here in the local Boise area. Uh, coming back from a trip to Colorado, wanting to wish me a happy birthday, bringing back a six-pack of beer for me to try. So far, three of the six beers I've had have all been four-cap rating or above. Uh, really, really good beers. I really appreciate you, Tom. Thank you very much. As we talked last night, when this COVID crap gets over, I want to have you back on the show. Uh, this time without the mic problem so that everyone can hear all the great stuff you have to say and we can share some beers. And, of course, we already mentioned, you know, we still have to have that double date, right? You, me, and your wife, Sarah, uh, out there having fun, enjoying life. But you know what? That can't happen until this COVID stuff is over. So I think we got a few months to wait, but it's still on the, you know, it's on the list. We're going to get that done. So cheers to you, Tom. Thank you very much for those beers. And, of course, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the United States military services protecting our freedoms. Cheers to you. Thank you for your service. And please, please come home safely to your families very soon. And, Chris, uh, would you like to go ahead and uh, and, and uh, give a, a toast out to our sponsors? I kind of wrote a little thing in here. We can use what you want or just throw, go from the hip. Yeah, so we posted something recently on our Facebook for our new sponsor getting ready to come on, uh, a company called Brewers uh, Brewer Shirts. <laughs> so watch that extra S in oh, there. Oh, I, bl- uh, I blew that, huh? Nope, nope, so you're good there. Yep, oh. there you go, perfect. Uh, so Brewer <laughs> Shirts, you can visit their online store at brewershirts.com, and they are one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. They screen print their teas by hand in their home studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. So go visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. Guys, they have shirts in their website right now. They are clearing out some kind of some inventory. They've got shirts on their website right now that are five bucks. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. So um, go check them out. Uh, I've been writing back and forth with them recently that uh, Margaret over at Brewer Shirts, she said, hey, look, we're sorry we didn't get back to you. We've been crazy because of COVID. And you know what, Margaret? Thank you for getting back mm-hmm. in touch with us. Yeah. I know I'm glad you guys are. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope you guys are struggling because people are sitting at their computers at home with nothing else better to do, <laughs> and they are just flooding you guys with orders. So, um, so we'd love to make sure you guys go over and visit their website again. That's BrewerShirts.com. Use the coupon code TapTheCraft2020, which is all one word, no spaces, and they'll give you guys fifteen percent off any of their full priced items and check out the new stuff that they have releasing. Uh, they should have released last week, as a matter of fact. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be throwing up, a, a, you know, like our normal promo commercials that we have in the beginning of the show once we get uh, everything, uh, you know, taken care of. And then we'll be doing our first giveaway, 
where you can win a coupon for uh, for some merchandise on the website. So stay tuned for that contest. All right, and you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can never find me on Twitter <laughs> at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, or you can find me on Untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And always, I'm there to interact with you guys on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And we ask you to please, please tell a friend. And of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. I, you know what? I don't even know how big this beer is right now that I just <laughs> that I just finished. Something tells me it's in like the thirteen percent range. Wow, you're getting wasted uh, tonight. Thirteen at thirteen and a half. Yeah. Woo! Wow. Woo. Wow. And it's gone. I drank it like a big boy. Yeah, Megan's <laughs> in for a party tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're gonna go to bed and just. Yeah, I should be feeling pretty good tonight too. I've got home. A little bit later than I was hoping, and then I just like downed a couple of beers to, you know, get in the mood. I'm in the mood. Good. In mood That's what talk. I like to hear. <laughs> Definitely want to talk about that because I'm still, I still haven't checked into all the beers that he gave me. Oh I, my I gosh. Think... Come on, man. I checked into one today. Look, back <laughs> off, man. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Chris. <clears throat> Let me get this frog out of my throat. <clears throat> You'll make it? Yeah, I'll make it. All right. All right. Go ahead. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Do it. All right. Do it. Well, maybe Italian Pilsners haven't become regular on draft lists yet, but drinkers are certainly ready for them. A recent batch of a collaboration Italian Pilsner from Wanakee, Wisconsin-based Untitled Art and Minneapolis... Min, wow. And Minneapolis... <laughs> We're going to stop here. Have another drink. Yeah, you're right. Let's just go ahead and finish the rest of this beer. Uh, did I give you too hard, too hard of a segment <clears throat> to read here? Oddly enough, when I'm buzzed, I, drink, I read better. Yeah. I drink better. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I almost said.